0: Good evening, Bruce Blocker. Nice to meet you. Good
1: evening, Martin. Nice
0: to meet you. Have you? And I've got you on eventually. After after weeks of terrible organisation of times and dates and illnesses, I've been I've been really bad. I had a a really bad bug. Just twist my camera
1: there. Glad you are you're I know, definitely definitely a lot lot. There's no rush. It's not it's not like we've got loads else to
0: do. I know it's true, isn't it? Are you working from home as
1: well? Yeah, so I'm just working from home, so, yeah, I'm just basically in the house, it's crazy. all day, all night, all weekend. It's, um, I'm lucky here, though, we kind of live about a bit out in the country a little bit, oh, so there's loads of places we can go walk. Where do you so stay you know, about, actually? Uh, just outside Kelty, between Kelty oh, and D&D Kinross. Oh, so,
0: Ah, nice. Yeah. That's lovely up there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's a good, I think there's so quite a bit of bad one played in Kinross, you know, there's a club up there and stuff, it's quite good
1: yeah there's a club up at the school it's maybe not as popular as it was in years gone by but it's still going which is more than some other clubs yeah. in the kind of fife area I yeah
0: i don't know if you know her, sue jocelyn she's in she was from edinburgh and she's she's moved she's actually emigrated <laughs> to kinrosshire uh, it's, 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 isn't that past Shire, isn't it? it's a kinrosshire is it kinrosshire no A uh,
1: it's they call it Perth and Kinross yeah, the and Russia, yeah that's right it, it kind of all mingles
0: beautiful countryside as you say if you're just outside as well lovely yeah really nice and uh, okay let's get on with the question so your full name please
1: yeah. Bruce Duncan Flockhart
0: Bruce Duncan an obligatory question where does Duncan come from no idea I do you know? No, <laughs> you've never asked. You've never asked your parents why'd why you call me Duncan. <laughs> maybe for next time. No. and your age, Bruce.
1: Never, never
0: really wanted to <laughs> No. <that age>. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll make you think that's it. and What's your age, Bruce? How old are you? I'm uh, forty-eight.
1: Forty-nine this year.
0: 48, 49 That's great. And you, where are you from originally? Uh, so New Mills is where my
1: parents. Oh, is were. it? So that's just kind of wasted on Fernland. Is it kind of so it's about twenty minutes from where I am now.
0: And have you ever? Been, have you always been in that area? Have you moved about at all?
1: hey uh, pretty much apart from one year where I moved to Glasgow yeah. when I was trying to play full time. Really? So I had a flat that I shared with Craig Robertson Did for you? a year. Um, but the. Uh, you know that that was towards the end of my career and I came back here um, basically to, to marry my wife Kirsty. so nice. the <laughs> <flat>. <laughs> was, yeah. that's,
0: good. that's good did you meet her, did you meet her in Glasgow or over, over here where did you meet your wife
1: so she's from over here as well so ah, yeah. that was through Bampton she played for Scotland did as she? well so, yeah.
0: and is that how you met her?
1: Yeah, just through the badminton, and uh, I actually coached her and her sister when they were really
0: in the wow, <laughs> very good. That's good. And what was she? Is she do you ever play? Do you ever play with her?
1: Next, yeah. So we, we played a few tournaments um, together. We got to the I think we got to the semis of the the nationals. Did one you?
0: Year. And how do so, you get? How would you get I on on the court? there any arguments.
1: Yeah, uh, it was generally okay. It was more fun than. It <laughs> was it? Uh, But we're both quite competitive. You yeah, see. I, I, I used to struggle because playing the doubles, playing people that I would beat at singles, yes. it would frustrate me a little bit. Definitely. <laughs> you know, and I t- and. and- if this was
0: just singles. Do you think you have the right mentality? It's a very different mentality, isn't it? Doubles, singles to doubles. And it, 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 it interests me, you know, when you, people that play singles can't play doubles, you think, how is that possible?
1: Yeah, well, I think I was a lot better at singles and I got a lot better results, but I still played a lot of doubles.
0: Did you all the time?
1: Uh, you know, so I played right through my, my career, I played doubles. Mm-hmm. Right? So... You know, I got to the semis of uh, the nationals a few times, different people. It's just you know because I was so successful at singles that's kind of you wouldn't have probably known that. You
0: know? No, well exactly right. I mean most of most of what I've heard for, for, about you is mostly from Andy, and uh, obviously from Jim as well. It's, uh, you've obviously had some great rivals with rivalries with Jim for a long time, and yeah, it's funny, yeah, isn't uh,
1: it? Cause, uh, he'd won a couple of national titles. And then I won a couple. And then, you know, I won a couple more. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I must have played them about probably four years in a row. Yeah. Really? You know, and we kind of kind of half that over time in the national finals. I went on to, you know, because I played full time and played a bit more. You? And, and you went to work. So it was a kind of different path. Ah. Um, so I won a few more after that. So. And you don't play now? Uh, Just really where I am, there's not really an opportunity to play that much. And I'm doing a lot of coaching, my son plays, I'm involved in clubs, involved in regional squads. So it just gets to the point where you're doing so many other things you don't have time to to play yourself.
0: yourself. And what do you feel about that? How do you feel about um having played obviously at such a high standard how do you feel about going to play in club badminton that kind of thing and and just going how do you do you, do you feel that you have the capacity um just to go to play yeah. and enjoy or do you think you just get frustrated
1: you know, oh, i struggle, a struggle of, i get frustrated yes um, yes you know i quite quite like competition i played veterans for a couple of Did years you, yeah played with craig robertson and we won the kind of the, the kind of nationals for our age group type thing, um, and it, it was quite good fun, but again, it was back to the it was frustrating because we're playing against people who normally would probably beaten
0: Excuse me, I smoke a lamp going and, like, Aye.
1: and then it was harder. What do you mean? You <laughs> sorry,
0: you would have to, beaten them in your day, do you mean? Or yes, and Aye. Um,
1: so when you're playing people who. You know, I've really kept, and all of them have kept really fit. Yes. But in your day, you know, you could get yes, them. I but now you're not as fit because the old body's kind of held up because all the training you did when you were younger. And, you know, um, like you know, I've got quite a a bit of a dodgy back, so if I push too hard, I struggle. You know, so so that even if I wasn't doing a lot of those I probably would struggle to play. Yeah.
0: Do you miss it? Do you miss playing
1: like that or?
0: But do you think you would only ever play then, do you think, if you had that ability to have that level of competition? Or do you you ever feel that you think to yourself, do you know, I'm going to get fit enough to do it again? Or how do you think about that?
1: Well, I've done that a few times. Have you? You know, last last year my son didn't have a doubles partner. Sorry, how old is is your son, Bruce? So he'll be 19. Oh, really? So he's
0: he's a good age then, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, and we got to the final of the Dunfermline Open. You know, and I hadn't been to you know the final of the tournament for well, I was trying to think when the last time was, but it's probably fifteen years or something. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. So to do that, my son was actually you know that's that great
0: experience. Great. Absolutely. And did you have any frustrated moments? Say, what do you do that? Do you lose it like that as he would with a partner, or are you quite controlled with him? Well, no, no, I.
1: I absolutely fine. I was more frustrated with myself yeah. because we we'll, we got beaten the final. Yeah. <laughs> by, that, by the time it came to the final, I, I was probably the weak like, You know, I was a bit um, getting a bit tired by that. Definitely,
0: point. definitely. You didn't expect it. You go in for a bit of fun and you end up getting well. You can't go to work on the Monday for sure. And yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> and how do you um? How do you do? You coach your son. What's your son's name? Uh, Callum. And do you coach Callum then?
1: Yeah, I have done right through. Um, my wife has worked with him as well, obviously. Yeah. Um and he in the early days got a bit of help off my dad, who was my main coach. Right. You know, right through so he's had input from, you know, quite a few different people and you know, some of my friends like David Gilmer have helped him out. Yeah. Gordon Haldane ex players have helped him out as well along the way. So it's been quite good. I've been able to use my contacts Definitely.
0: Today huge yeah. and what's your feeling on what you know when you when you look at coaching you've obviously done a bit of coaching with him and what kind of i mean i talked to andy obviously he's very quite heavily and in very involved in the physical side of things and the fitness side of things and making sure you're fit and strong and push quite hard how do you feel about that with Callum? um so you, i think that's important um
1: but these days the the probably priority for me is making sure the guys are technically capable yes. of going to the very top level. Yeah. Um, because if you're not technically sound, getting the efficiency, consistency and all that kind of stuff can be can be quite a challenge. Yeah. Um so I, I I've kind of when I've been working with karma' has been a, a little bit more focused than there was in my day really? on the technical yeah, side. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Are you so, big on drills then or a movement around the court getting from front to back corner to corner that yeah, stuff
1: movement movement is key. making it natural Just try to make everything as efficient as you can. You know, don't don't do anything you don't need to do is my kind of <laughs> yeah it's
0: it. good yeah, yeah definitely I mean I was taught heavily on footwork and you know getting back to the corners and that kind of stuff and getting back to the team and kind of getting that as you say it becomes second nature to you after you've after you've done it for a bit and it's uh yeah it's obviously really important and and so it's quite interesting obviously he's got so he's got two coaches your wife as well Kirsty coaches him as well and she's is she how is she different to you then to think what do you think
1: she what do you, you think she, I, I'm I'm probably you know the Get it done. <laughs> this is the way to do it. Um, she's got a very good uh, kind of way of getting on. With a everybody. Manner, yeah. So she kind of, you know, she'll she'll come across differently, yes. but end up giving the same message. Cause, uh, yeah, good. You know, she she coaches a lot. She runs a club. she? Yeah. She's the the Scottish coach for the senior disability. Oh really? Squad. Yeah, good. So you know, she's coaching at high level. Yeah, yeah for sure. Helps. I've got
0: so much respect for that disability. having interviewed Colin Leslie. I don't know if you saw that interview with Colin. Um, having the, he was a, he's a double amputee man. Do you know Colin at all? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we know him well because I've I've actually helped Kirsty at a few of the sessions and done a bit of work with Colin just to help out. You know, a bit of volunteering. Yeah,
0: so. you should watch it's the you should job. watch the interview. It's very very good, especially at the end where he takes his leg off. And yeah, see. He, no, he talks. But and the end of it, the end section of it, the last probably five minutes, is him talking about the technology in his legs and how it's developed. Yeah. You know, he started off with a one with a wooden foot, and he said he would just he would be playing, and a foot would come off kind of thing in the middle of the game or whatever. And he says he ended up playing with a he's got a character right, so he'd end up playing with screws right. in his, with he would go in with screws. and the the screwdriver and his thing and he had to screw the foot back on again kind of thing and then he comes to the end of the actual video if you look at it he shows you, he literally takes it off and like that he says this is that and this is that and this is that and it's like got all the ball it's graphite, super graphite, super light incredible technology and and, but he talks about how it developed over the years right over the last 20 years how Mm -hmm. it started with this and then it got one like this then it got one like that my my favourite bit of the whole interview to be fair was when I asked him what she said size he was <laughs> he says, no he's nine size he said I'm size nine <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know I says, to be very honest I think I would cho- pick the biggest shoe I could get <laughs> or just is we'll on or whatever's laptop. on offer that's exactly what I said just whatever's on offer I said you can just change the feet about no no it doesn't work like that anyway it's quite interesting <laughs> uh, good so you're 48 new you mills so oh, his legs is a bit like
1: the technology and things like rackets yeah it's a, you know, I probably started with a racket with a wooden head, yeah, that I got off my mum. You know, so
0: seriously, it is—it it is re- was really interesting, really interesting to see. I wonder if I could show you. I think I took a screenshot of it, as a matter of fact. I think I'm pretty sure. I didn't take a take an actual image of the thing. I'll just try and get it up on my screen so I could show you, because uh, it was—it in- quite incredible. I'll let you. I'll share. You know, I'll share on the post. It's great, It's really good. This, uh, but you should watch it, Collins. Collins, and it also he talks openly about how it happened, his incident. Do you know what the incident? Do you know what it was? I, I
1: vaguely think, did he not fall off a, a roof or off some scaffolding? Just a ladder.
0: Or a ladder. Like, coming down off a ladder. Yeah. Coming down off a ladder, and his dad was holding the ladder, and he says, "Oh, you need to come out of the way if I'm going to get down off this ladder," and his dad turned away, and the ladder slipped, and that was that. And he had years of operations, and eventually just ended up. Yeah, incredible. And then he then he had a couple of years out and then said, no, I'm going to beat this thing. Great story, great story. I would recommend you watch it. Um, yes, yeah. What age were you when you first played, Bruce? A, oh, sorry, I missed one. Do you have any brothers or sisters?
1: Yeah, I've got a younger brother, Douglas.
0: And did he play?
1: He played a little bit, but he basically, he was one of these kids that could do anything he turned his hand to. So he did everything. He played tennis. He did skateboarding. He did biking. and just did loads of different things all the time. And he could choose. Just he didn't really do one thing. I was like
0: that. So, I was like that, and I was rubbish at all up <laughs> No, I'm not. No, the
1: thing was, he was quite good at most. Was yeah.
0: yeah. I was alright. I was. I was just. Uh, I think you've got to. I actually. You you look back and you see people like that, and you think, God, I wish I was like that, but it's true it's true you know you just if you focus on one thing you'll be the best and look how well you've done you know all respect to you um says to so you, so your brother douglas did he ever play then yeah
1: yeah I played you know primary school yeah maybe a little bit into high school yeah but
0: no do you remember when really you first college. played bruce
1: i i can remember playing primary school badminton yeah so I'm that was in Dunfermline, was it? A, yeah, nineteen. Yeah, good. I presume it was at the kind of one of the local clubs, but I I don't really remember much about the start and play until I maybe went to you know the, the kind of the high school clubs. Really,
0: and do you remember why you first played? Why you was it at school or what? Do you remember what it was when you very first started? Do you remember why you, your first time so, you, you held a yeah. racket? If you like.
1: My parents both played... Really? School. Oh, is that right? You know, my mum's got World and Commonwealth medals. Really? For mixed doubles. So I think I was just taken along to, to Badminton and, and then picked it up. So, <laughs>
0: Because they were going and they were there for hours and you end up going with a racket and them saying, come on, can I come on in the, in the break so or I something?
1: My mum played on while I was young. My dad had stopped playing Badminton. By the time I'd started, I think yeah, um, and he'd kind of moved over to squash. Yeah. So he was more of a squash player when I was young. And is there and was it a big air? Is it a big thing really. over there, badminton in
0: Dunfermline? When you were when you were of that age, was it a big thing? I guess it was the.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Was, there was loads of clubs, and each club had multiple teams. Yeah. You know the leagues had multiple divisions. You know, it was it was really quite popular. The local area had a county team. Yeah. That you know, we used to be in the top league and go down and play the best in England. You know, when I was a, a kind of teenager to late teens. Um but that's all kind of yeah. and and kinda of drifted off and forth. How much
0: do you attribute to that then, to your successes, do you think, to having that infrastructure when you were growing up? Uh, when you were you, when you were younger, I mean, Julie was talking the same same thing, and said, uh, l- a lot of people have talked about how big it was and how busy it was, and you know, it was a really great scene and it, it was so much bad on, you know, and it such a good quality. You know, with that not being there at the moment, I wonder, you know, what talents getting wasted or so,
1: you know? I think the, the the difference is that there isn't somewhere for everybody to play now, and, and there aren't as many people playing. Yes, locally in clubs. Yeah. So what happens is a young player comes along and if they don't fit into one club there there isn't there aren't really many other choices when they get to their late teens and adults. Yeah, really? You know, so they kinda of get lost a little bit. Whereas if they didn't fit into one club they could jump across to another club. And you know you know when I was playing and they would find somewhere to keep playing. Yeah. Um, so if we can get that back at that kind of Edinburgh help. is
0: very but, successful. Edinburgh itself, I play. Uh, it's
1: got loads of clubs. That's that's what. That's I exactly
0: right. It's exactly. I mean, there's a club on a. You know, if you wanted to play, people come to me all the time. I fancy a game on a Monday. Where can I play? I fancy a game on a Tuesday. Where can I play? And they've all become very inclusive. You know, it's not a kind of thing where you're a membership thing. If you want to get, play play button on a Monday night, send somebody a message saying, "Can I come along?" And you know, you can be all over Edinburgh, most, it's, most it's nights. Good. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's good to hear because I think that's the kind of thing that wasn't happening. Yeah. You know, 20 years ago, you know, the, the, the inclusivity. Kind of, they, 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 they forgot that they need the young players. Yeah. You know, they had the same players that, you know, you know, I visited a couple of clubs 10 years after I stopped playing at clubs and it would be the same people. Yeah and there'd be no real new faces. Yeah. And then another 10 years later, those people are, you know, gone, and the club's struggling because that's, that's kids, right. they didn't keep new people coming that's in. That's right. And that's oh, just the way it was. But then, the, all the clubs were competing against the the new things that were out, computer games, you new know, movies, all these different things that the kids got mm. interested mm-hmm. in. And it was, well, do I go to a club and you know not enjoy it or do I go out with my pals and go to the cinema and
0: yeah. it. it starts with somebody at yeah. the grassroots doesn't it somebody that just loves the game that just wants to get, somebody that's quite selfless just loves the game, quite happy to get a whole load of kids together and because uh, kids, it sounds like you know it's kids love it so I mean. Whenever you get a group of kids, if you get sixteen kids in a hall and give them a racket on four courts and a whole load of shuttles, they'll have a ball. You know, you can leave them alone for two hours and they'll be there, right? Uh, it's
1: kids, kids badminton in, in Fife and the Arkan area. It's, it's, it's quite is is quite healthy? It? It, it's that um, progression older team, adult that where we struggle at the moment. Because you, know, you know, some of our better ones, for example, go off to uni. Yeah, of course. So they go off to Glasgow or Edinburgh. So then they're lost to our local Bampton community yeah, yeah, yeah. while they're away. And you know, they're maybe back in the summer but the clubs don't run in the summer. Yeah. You know, so you you can lose some of your, your kind of talent that way. Yeah. And if you haven't got a massive pool, that you know, you'd never build the momentum. So it's just about how do we kind of build the numbers at the bottom yeah that's right and, and find
0: somebody there. find that find that person who you know it's just yeah some you know that person that just loves it but bob uller for dumbfoundland that's what you need you need one of these people that just will come and just i don't know in do scotland support that kind of thing do they have people that they do i suppose they don't do they oh, yeah. yeah
1: no they've got the um, regional development officers and we've got there's a lot of people in Dunfermline that are like Bob and really keen yeah, and do really. masses. Yeah. No. But you're fighting a little bit against, you know, the venues being available. Yeah. And, you know, it's the usual thing that venues get expensive yeah. to run clubs. They've got the economically viable. That's right. And, you know, it, I know it's hard. It, it's a challenge. It's
0: hard. I know. It is, uh, so, why and where did you start? So, you start playing really because your parents? Was it? Was it? Was Because it your mum and dad? Yeah, yeah. But
1: mostly your mum. Yeah. yeah, well, I, I remember going and watching my mum play. Yeah, you know when she was, she was still playing when I was young enough to go and watch, and I can remember a few tournaments. They go up north, and she'd be in the semis or finals, and there was maybe one. An empty court, yeah, and you'd get to hit against some of the other guys that were in the finals yeah, really. Yeah, you know, at that point, I wouldn't have known who they were, but they'd be some of the better players in yes. Scotland. You yeah, know. yeah. And, you know, so that kind of, you got to do that kind of. Thing.
0: Did you ever get hankering to go away? You know, some people go away down to Milton Keynes and that kind of thing. I don't know if that kind of thing existed back then, or, or um, did you ever think about I going elsewhere, Denmark, whatever else?
1: I probably had the option a couple of times to go elsewhere, um, but just felt that I was better being on my home base, really? um, you know, best well in the world, you can go down to your Milton Keynes, and I did do it a few times, but you, you're, you're not one of them, because you're not one of them. Yeah, that's right, no, I understand. You know, so, it, and, it, and it's nothing, they haven't done anything wrong. It's just obviously their main interest is their own squad, and it has to be. Yeah. Um, So it'd been a difficult one, but you know, if I wanted to, I could have probably played for England. Really? Because my mum was English, so I could have made that jump if I wanted to. A bit like Robert Blair made it a few years. You know, when he was young, he decided, you know, he was going to go anywhere and do anything. It's going to be downside. That's right. It's true. I don't know Kieran, did Kieran, reasons, did, Kieran
0: did that as well, didn't he? Kieran he was in Milton Keynes as well. Yeah, but he's remained a
1: Scottish yeah. internationalist right through it, whereas Robert played for England.
0: Yeah, I was quite interested in Martin well, well, Campbell. Well, went, he's, Martin he's, Campbell he's, went off to Loughborough, and that's obviously a really popular sports facility, sports university, isn't it? It's a, that's a, I think a yeah. lot of people go down there. And and um, who else? Jordan Hart, Hart as well.
1: well.
0: what's that? I think that's where Robert went. Was it?
1: Went yeah,
0: Loughborough University is a, quite a while ago. Yeah, Loughborough University was a big sports facility, and uh, Jordan Hart went there as well, and Martin Campbell and somebody else. I'm trying to think about as well. It's uh, yeah. It's I think a lot of the, in fact, Jordan Hart. She met um, Chloe Birch there. I think it's, if you're a badminton player, that's where you go. To be honest with you, I think I was actually quite interested in Lyndon Williams as as well because he went off to he was in he was in Wales and ended up going off to just to stay outside London. Stay outside London and virtually just go and play badminton in London because he heard the standard was pretty good. Did you watch that interview? Watch that one, Lyndon Williams. He was talking about how he decided that he heard that the best badminton going on was in London, so he literally moved to London, kind of like a I don't know, what's that? What's that? It's coming, but the uh, the old tale is about the streets are paved in gold, kind of thing. <laughs> He went and he just stayed in some flat and just went and played badminton every day, you know, at that age where you
1: just kind
0: of, I love badminton, I'm just going to go and play badminton every day. Brilliant, you know.
1: Uh, There there was a good hub at Wimbledon, badminton. Yes. There were a lot of top players there for a while. Um, I know a a very famous name for the past, Martin Frost, Mm -hmm. was based there for years. Was he? Yeah. I don't know if Jim ever mentioned that story of getting to practice again. He, he did. He did. He did, yes. He's one of his famous ones where he thought he was doing really well and then Martin decided that he wasn't going to be doing so well. <laughs>
0: He didn't he didn't elaborate on it much I have to say, he just said he went down he would go down to London, to Wimbledon two or three times and was there a there was a line judge or something he said there was a line judge he was friends with down there and he would just go and stay yeah. in his flat and so he would get the kind of a nod that Morton Frost was coming over for a weekend or whatever and he would just kind of get, I don't know if he get the train down or whatever it was yeah. at the time and uh, we would just go and stay in Wimbledon and just go and play and when Morton Frost was off he would say fancy a game kind of idea Amazing! What an experience that is, right?
1: Yeah, I I, I went down to Wimbledon a couple of times to train. But I went to Milton Keynes and one of the best trips I had there. I got to train for two or three days with Peter Rasmussen. Brilliant. And all Eric Hoyer Larson. World and Olympic champions, wow. and you know that that was that was quite a you know a thing was that, that actually when you train with them you realise that they're not that far ahead. Yeah. So they might beat you easily, but in a training environment, yeah. you can compete with them. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that actually gave me a bit, of, quite a bit of confidence. And I can remember about maybe four or six weeks after that, I went and played in it was Chinese Taipei. Yeah. And I beat, one of the top in the world to 15-2 in the first second <laughs> yeah, this was where one of the Chinese guys and it was just that build of confidence and it come back for those few days and you know it, it kept me going yeah. you know, I ended up losing that in three no sets, but there's, there's, a, there's a funny story about that you know the, the Chinese guy Sun Yun was his name he was I think he, about six months later, he was the world champion. Really? But it was one of the first tournaments in the year, so I was playing and went on, no expectation, playing away, and I get to, um, we was playing to 15 in those Yes, days. of course. So, and Craig Robertson was there, and he was doing the breaks, and he was up in the crowd, and then... Sorry, what, sorry, what was
0: is that breaks? What, what's, yeah. what's doing the breaks? What's that? What do you mean?
1: So, between sets you get a chance to speak to your coach So that, that, that's I, see, I see, I see so he
0: was your think. guy was he?
1: yeah so and it was in like a sports hall and behind the court there was like a little tunnel that led to the door <laughs> so I saw Craig walking in and just as he walks in the umpire announces 14 what, 2 or whatever it was <laughs> and I'm saying. it <laughs> And I just happened to look across the cake and he walks into the hall and goes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, total surprise and like, what is going on? Because in a normal day... Thinking, you know, he thinks he's dreaming. ...to be the other way round. You know? Um, you know, another thing I remember about that match is that the top Danish players ended up behind the court watching because one of them had to play the winner yeah, of the match. Yeah. And it, I think it went to about 11 in the, in the third, you know, so I kind of got close. Yeah,
0: yeah, frustratingly you know, close. I, lost,
1: I came off and they were all, like, well played. And, you know, it, it was like, you know, wow. that's when you think, actually, I want to keep doing this. Yeah. yeah. What well, age were you then? So that was that. Do you remember what age you were? Oh, I would have probably been between... Twenty-five and twenty. Good isn't it? So I was probably full time at that point. So it'd been that period where I was playing full time. Don't you think?
0: Don't you doing. think that the Asians are particularly good? I think they they must have some clever, very clever coaching about pace, about pace, and about how they conserve energy in rounds of tournaments. And you don't you find that? You, I mean, you, you whenever I watch it i'm fascinated by how a player how they seem to have a skill of of knowing how much effort to apply into an interval individual game and and kind of not you know, I, find, I f- it fascinates me that you know you certainly you can play the, you can see them playing against you know Lin Dan, Li lee Ch- Li Chung- Wei. You will see them playing against each other, and they're full on all the time. But sometimes in the opening rounds of these tournaments, I watch the games and I think they're not giving a hundred percent at all, and it feels like they're almost almost. It's part of their training, part of their regime to say, no, conserve. You will beat this guy, just conserve. Conserve your energy for the next. Conserve your energy. I have no disrespect to you, but what I'm saying is I think that might be part of the training where they're actually taught to conserve their energies for, for people who the biggest challenges they know they'll have. Because you think how, how physically exhausting you it must do, be.
1: You do do that a little bit. Uh-huh. You do it a little bit. Yeah, But the main difference tends to be that if if you're a top player, You'll be quicker, you'll read the game yes, better yes. than a player who's not at your That's level. Quite. So, if you watched it now, so for example, if today I went on against a 12 year old kid, it would look like, even though I'm kind of quite senior, maybe not anywhere near as fast as I was, it could look quite easy for me because I know where the shot was yes. going. My movement's as efficient as it can be for my age. But when you're at that top level and you're in the peak top 10 and you play somebody that's 50, there's a a difference in your speed, your consistency, your tactical awareness. All those things are there. And that just adds up to you can relax a little bit.
0: And and that comes acro- and that comes across. College. So while you're College. frantic on the other side of the goal, he's quite, quite relaxed. It's definitely all yeah. about the the standard of the standard of competitive that you used to. You know, if you can play every single day and you train with, yeah. you, know, you look at the Danish squad they're competing against each other, and you're there. You know, somebody walking into that, it's a tough gig. Right? Um, yeah, that that was kind of what I've seen about going and training with
1: those Olympic and World champions that you think they're way above you yeah. until you get in and train with yeah. them and then you realise actually, okay, you're maybe not as good, you're not quite there, but you still you can get closer than you think
0: yeah. And it's not, I suppose it, it's yeah. not in the shots You've all, you're all capable of moving the shuttle from one area of a court to every area of the court from wherever you are, which is the thing, isn't it? But it's about how you put it together, how you piece it together, I suppose yeah, interesting. Um, back to question. So, do you remember your first ever racket?
1: No, I reckon it was probably uh, it might have been a Carlton or a a Vinecourt, something that my mum got from a, a sponsorship. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Did you down.
0: always have loads of rackets in there? And was, was you was your mum ever home, or was she always away every single weekend playing somewhere or other? Is that the world? Uh, uh, is no, that your world? There
1: weren't quite many tournaments in those uh, days. Right. But she'd have played all the Scottish ones in in my time, and I can re- I can remember going to the Commonwealth Games, yeah. but not much about it because I was must have been pretty young.
0: Yeah, how amazing to see your mum on that big shiny court! How amazing that must have been to see your mum out there. Well,
1: it- it might have been a wee black and white square at
0: those <laughs> <things>. <laughs> uh, with the wooden racket. Uh, um, the name of your first club was it? What, what was in it? Club? Did you play a lot of club badminton?
1: Not really. Didn't you? No, I really. played a lot. trained a lot with my dad. Did you? So I wasn't reliant on club badminton. I played to just play, um, but it wasn't the kind of core of what I did.
0: So did you ever have any... Did you ever make any, like... So obviously when you train with your dad, did you ever have that thing where you made loads of friends as such or were you quite insular and played by yourself, coach yourself and quite disciplined, would you say, then? Um, I was young, so
1: whether I was disciplined or
0: not... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, That's I know you've got people... You <laughs> go to a club and there's all the camaraderie goes on alongside it. Alongside it. Did, did you not really have that? Or did, where did you go for that for... To coaching and well, things.
1: Club's only really, we, in those days, you went to a club once a week. Yeah. So you still did that. But right. I played tennis in the summer as well, you? which was a bit more social. Yeah. And quite a few of the players played tennis in the summer. I yeah, too. That was a thing you used I to do. I know
0: a lot still do. I know a lot still do that.
1: Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't until I was about maybe 14, 15 that I started playing all year. Yeah, yeah, really. And at that point, it was probably a bit more serious but then um, I, my doubles partner Barry Kinneard used to come and train with us at least once a week, yeah, nice. you know, so you were still training with people and you know, it wasn't like you were doing it all on your own. When did
0: you end up going over to Andy Cook?
1: Um, that's a good question, I was thinking about that the other day, I can remember going and visiting him as a youngster Hi. You know because obviously my dad coaching me there were certain points where he was finding it difficult I was finding it difficult yeah you know but over over the piece it all worked very yes. well you know and but I, can't, I, I I can't remember when I actually started it it might have been when I was at university but I'm not hundred percent sure andy probably knows he's he so does he, know. Have a he definitely, he definitely does know he recounted
0: everything uh so you, yeah. when did you go to uni out of curiosity so i would have been about
1: 19 i think right. so where sorry what, sorry where school. did you go oh, did you tell him,
0: right? oh it's handy that, that's right because Jim said you used to go and play with them at lunch times and stuff right yeah so
1: the Stirling University was good at the time because it had a sports scholarship Mm -hmm. scheme. so they helped you with morning training sessions Mm -hmm. you got access to the gym you got free courts you got guidance you got a little bit of support for tournaments so that was really good, they also gave me an extra year to finish my degree Mm -hmm. so I did my degree over 5 years instead of 4 so that meant that although I was studying, I was only doing about two thirds of what my the friends and coaches were doing. So that gave me enough time to keep training and competing. Wow, isn't
0: that amazing? Does that still exist? Do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah it, it's changed slightly. Is um, I think they do. Is it winning students now? Yes, it is is it? It? and it's more a national thing. No. But Stirling University still got their sports program. Um, when I was there, there were some really good squash players that- and some really good tennis players. Um, you know, so and I, I, I was at university there. Then I was full time for a few years, and then I went back and worked there. Did you? Yeah. So you know, between between times, when I was there as a student, probably. Played a bit with Jim, but it was probably more when I worked there. Yes, when we were both kind of—he was well retired. From yes, yeah, competitive, yeah. and I was heading that way. Yeah, that we started playing squash as Did well you? as badminton. Did you? And it got to the point that we used to play for this stupid little gold but plastic he said medal the bench, and <laughs> the little kids. Um. And uh, I've still got it upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> <Have you? laughs> he said, but he mentioned it. He actually mentioned that.
0: He also mentioned a game that he played against each other. It was a three-setter, and it was fourteen. He had thirteen all, and he got fourteen thirteen, and then he served. He flicked you or something like that. He told me it was on. The, I was on the phone to him yesterday, and he says, "Ask him about. Ask him about the game. It was a three-setter, thirteen-all. I got 14-13. and at the flip. I flicked him at the last, and he was raging. Uh, it was. Um,
1: it was this. So he, he'd won two nationals. I had won two, and we played the next year, and. I was winning the third set and I was up a bit yeah. and I blew it a little bit. Let him get back into it. Obviously, this is from my perspective. <laughs> good, you know, good. Um, and I'm not sure if we went to setting or not or whether it he was... He said
0: it was just, 13-0 you know, and then he got 14-13. That's what he said.
1: Right, okay. So that, yeah. I've obviously <laughs> tried to... Yeah, it it from really my memory. Memory. <laughs> but yes... He basically bounced the shuttle a couple of times, threw it up, overhand served, <laughs> past my left ear. <laughs> so, um, well, that's my recollection of what happened. He'll love that.
0: He'll love that, John.
1: I, I managed to get it over the net, but it was such a shock. Yeah. That it, was it From my perspective, it was so high. Um, but good on him. He, he, yeah. On, on that day, he deserved to win. So I'll, I'll give you,
0: As you again. say, you let them go. You let it go. You're winning and uh, you let them back in as you say. Uh, that's good. Uh, so you didn't have a first club, the hall. You, what was your hall? Was it a sports hall you played in first of all? Or was, you know when your dad took you, where did you go?
1: Yeah, so we played at a place called Bruce Street um, Sports Centre. You, you can't play badminton there now. It's actually, it was uh, gifted to gymnastics. All right maybe 10, 12 years ago. Right. So it's gymnastics hall now. Yeah. But we we played sometimes at my high school, Queen Anne High School. Yeah. There was a small community hall in and yeah. um, that we used to play at. we just we just play wherever we could get
0: yeah. coached, yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah, that's good, yeah. Um, and do, 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 have you always played with, do, do, Because of your mum, did you always have feather shuttles
1: taking about? I uh, know we would, uh, and when I was younger, juniors played with plastics <laughs> that was the way it was and that's just that's just the way yeah, it was that's right. so, and even tournaments junior tournaments were plastics in my day, most of them you very rarely played with feather shuttles wow so that's, that's as far as I can remember, till you got to maybe sixteen seventeen, you'd play a bit more. And, and how was your dad as a coach? Was he was, was he quite strict on you, or what was he like? Yeah, no, but yeah, he was, was good. He, he did a lot of research and you know a lot of the things. or well, quite scientific from. about it. Uh, scientific, just well thought out. Maybe a little bit ahead of his time. Really, you know, some of the stuff he was doing. So, you know, certainly what he did worked for me. Um, Definitely, you know, nobody could kind of. You know, Jim pretty much had to be on his best day. You know, if I was playing well, he had to be on his very best day. Over the piece, I tended to be more consistent. Right. Yeah. So. You know, I was at the top for ten years, so I was doing something right. Definitely. Yeah, I was
0: amazing. Yes, for sure. Um, First trophy. What was your first ever trophy?
1: I don't remember. The the first one I remember is playing Mabari Barry out. I won the, what it was, is the under 18 national doubles. Right, really? So that was the first big thing I won. So I remember that because I remember getting the trophy um, for that. Yeah, it was really- It was a little bit gutted that at that point Barry was the kind of top seed. Yeah. And I played him in the singles and beat him. Yeah. But then lost in the semi of the singles. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, so, so I was like, I don't know. but then to come away with the doubles, it didn't matter. I was yeah. like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Your favourite event,
0: no. did you say your favourite event was singles then? Mostly, then were it? They...
1: Yeah, so most of my results came from singles.
0: Who was your drive, do you think, Bruce? Who do you think, who was the individual? Is there somebody you could put your name to who said, the person I always strove to, to be that brought out the best competition in me was... Who do you think? Do, do you have anybody like that? Do you think back and say he was really influential in, in and
1: making me Sorry, better? Well, you have to say my parents are probably yeah, really. most influential in trying to, you know, my mum had the medals, I was about to get some of my own. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
1: My dad was driving me through the coach and he'd played for Scotland, so I was trying to kind of do the same. Yeah. Com- Competition-wise, you know, when I was young, like say Craig Robertson, David Gilmer, Barry Kinneard, what um Chris Johnson, a few other guys, they were all better than me. So I was never the best that's, as a junior. That's good They're right? That brings you on, doesn't so it? So I always had people it's good. that I was kinda of, I felt would would drag me up. Yeah, it's good. So it? once I got to once I got to the seniors, you know, Jim was probably the most consistent rival. Yeah, you know he he was always there for. There must have been about five or six years that he was there, and yeah, you know there'd be a couple of years where he was beating me. Yeah. You know when I was in my kind of twenties, the very early twenties, you know nineteen twenty and about that age, he'd be winning, um, and it wasn't till I beat him the first time in the nationals that I kind of. And that was me about 21. And at that point, that's where I kind of, that was my kind of break into the senior. So I played for Scotland as a junior when I was about 17. Yeah, right. But that was basically, and I'm really honest about it, everybody else was injured or unavailable. (laughs) (laughs) And they just gave me a chance. You always think that. You
0: always, everybody thinks that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> no, well, I know that was that was reality. <laughs> um, and and that, and that's fine because it was about three or four years before I played for Scotland yeah.
0: And what was your relationship like with Jim? Were you were you friends, were you enemies when you walked on? Would you have a laugh? Would you meet outside or, so, or did you hate each other and that so, made you fight against each other? What was that like?
1: You know, we never hated each other, but we were more rivals well, in yeah. the early days. Well, yeah,
0: good, isn't it? Yeah. it's good, isn't it?
1: But we, I don't think you went not pally each other because you weren't, no that that developed later <laughs> as once we'd got all the competition nonsense out the way. But you know, for me, the, there were still other players that were a big challenge. Um, David Gilmer, yeah, was always that year above me, playing in teams before me. Yeah. And I was always trying to knock him off. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he had a few in- injuries, and that kind of took him out yeah. a little bit. But I still played him in one of the national finals yeah, really. and won. You know, so for me, that was a good thing. You know, somebody who had been, you know, above me as a junior to overtake and and beat them was good. And then I always found playing Kenny Middlemiss yeah, yeah, yeah. very very difficult. Really. Yeah. You know, he was such a good all-rounder. He had singles, national titles, and he had numerous doubles and mixed national titles. And and it wasn't until probably he'd stopped playing singles that I managed to beat him. He just had a style that I found difficult to play against. In what
0: way is touch touch or or, or deception, do you think?
1: He was very quick on his feet. Right. He was very accurate. Didn't make many mistakes. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he would very rarely lose to anybody. You had to beat him. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's good, isn't it?
1: You know, um, and I just—I found him quite tricky to play. Yeah, against. that's
0: good, isn't it? Yeah. And do you miss that level of competition, do you think, Bruce? What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, well, I, 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 if I was physically able, I would still try and play. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh...
1: I did still and I did I, I played for quite a few years after I'd retired yeah. with injuries and things just because I loved the competition yeah that's right. you know, there was a year I got to the final of the nationals and I had I found out afterwards I had prolapsed disc in my yeah. lap. I didn't find out until a lot of years later but that, that was I'd played the full tournament wow with, with a couple of pro last discs and that was but and it was really it wasn't good. I ended up conceding in the Oh, wow, That's terrible. Uh, but but you know that was the level that there's quite quite often I'd be so keen to play. I would kind of go. I'm just playing regardless. of this yes, I've done that myself. Yeah. And then I would go on the court, get halfway through a go. I can't do this. No, I can't. Mm. I can't do it. But I I couldn't stop myself going on. Um, you know, so that's you know if there's any young kids
0: there. Don't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just I don't know, when you when you're a determined sportsman. sportsman you see it. I don't know if you watched the Carolina Marin documentary, she um have you seen that on Netflix? Uh, she was injured and she went on gum I mean, she was she fell and she She couldn't stand up, and she continued to play. And then she played one point, and went, "Do you know this is ridiculous?" And she was seriously injured for quite a long time. I think out of the game completely. Playing, did he watch that?
1: She was sitting on a, she was sitting on a chair with a foot up and a cast, hitting shuttles back.